It was larger than the house he lived in, and he was the king. A long bowsprit jutted from the front, where the sweeping lines of the rails met. The black vessel's sides at the bow were high, rising even higher at the stern, where a mighty wooden castle comprised the ship's topmost deck. Three masts stood proudly erect, with the central mainmast dwarfing the other two in size. Diagonal crossbeams were at odd angles to the vertical masts. The weather had erased the footprints from Palamon's last visit. It had also long eroded any evidence of the other ships that once rested here. The most recent left this place a hundred years ago, and never returned. This ship, of a type called a galleon, was the last of its kind. Approaching the vessel until he stood just a few feet from the hull, Palamon now commenced his monthly routine. He circled the ship slowly, one hand on the smooth, hard timber. Though the hull was preserved by the dryness of the air and the severity of the cold, he checked every plank for signs of wear, reaching high and crouching low. Circling the front and passing under the bowsprit, he didn't move on until he was completely satisfied that each section of wood was whole and undamaged. He passed to the galleon's other side, taking his time, meticulous in his attention. Rounding the stern, he was just able to reach up to wipe the accumulation of frost from the letters of the ship's name, untarnished due to the fact that each letter was solid gold. The vessel's name was now clear, written proudly across the stern, Solaris. After completing a full circle, he stood back and appraised the galleon once more. The solid timber keel was buried in the ice, otherwise the Solaris would have been leaning to the side. Though the Magi said that this was best for the ship, Alamon insisted that once a year they dig deep and examine what they couldn't see. Despite the lack of sails and men scurrying on the decks, it looked like it was poised, ready to sail on a sea of ice. He nodded, satisfied with the state of the vessel's hull. It was time to complete his inspection. Palamon wasn't a young man, but he was in the peak of physical condition. There were only two castes in the Society of Exiles that had evolved over the last three hundred years, warriors and magi. The magi he left to their own devices, but he demanded that his warriors be as hard as stone, hunters beyond compare, as proficient with bow and harpoon as it was possible for men to be, and as their warrior king he led by example. Constant fighting with the Kona, a tribe of nomads much more warlike than the docile Nusu, kept his men's weapons sharp, and their skills even sharper. His were a hard people, and he wouldn't have it any other way. His muscles bunched as he took hold of the rope ladder and began to climb. He was pleased to note that he wasn't even breathing heavily when he reached the rail and pulled himself over. Soon he was pacing the main deck, eyes roving over the vessel from one end to the other. Every surface was bare of ropes and sailcloth. It was all stored in the hold, away from the elements. He strode to the bow and examined the vessel's timbers, scanning and crouching, touching and scraping, making his way slowly back toward the rear. Just behind the mainmast, he opened the central hatch and descended to view the interior. Skipping the crew's quarters, less crucial to the vessel's ability to sail, he made his way to the hold, which at sea would be below the waterline. He checked over every rib of the galleon's entire length, crouched low in the cramped conditions, muttering to himself and occasionally tugging on his beard. Finally his frown relaxed and he climbed back to the main deck until he was once again in the open air. 
He glanced up at the sky, but the weather was still fine, with not a cloud in sight. He didn't have to worry about darkness, for the sun would never set in this place, not in summer. His work nearly complete, nothing requiring attention, he would soon head back to the settlement. There was just one last part of his ritual remaining. If there was one element of his routine that was more ceremonial than practical, this was it. Walking to the rear of the Solaris and climbing a set of steps, Palamon headed to a wooden door set into the wall of the castle at the stern. As always, the door made a faint creak when he turned the handle and pulled. Leaving it open, he waited for his eyes to adjust, and then he was looking into the personal quarters of the man he had been named after. He entered a panelled room, filled with unadorned wooden furniture all fixed to the floor. The bed, clothing chest, recliner, chair, and desk had all once been utilised by King Palamon I.